Hey everybody, uh, just before we start this podcast, I wanted to let you guys give you a little warning, let you guys know that uh, this one is about um, terrible people that uh, have lived in Alberta and have done some pretty bad crimes. Um, there's uh, one in here that we actually removed because it involved children, because we just didn't want to talk about that, but the other ones are still all about murder and other stuff like that, so um, if it's for the weak of heart, or you just don't want to hear this one, we understand. Um, we just wanted to um, try, try a new podcast out to see um, how it works out. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, if you don't, stay tuned, because the next one probably won't be like this. Your discretion is advised. This is definitively uncertain. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 69 of Definitively Uncertain. I am John Colbert, with me as always. Adele Colbert. And today, uh, as I said already, uh, we are talking about some uh, more true crime, violent crime stuff that's happened in Alberta. Mm -hmm. And uh, Adele's kind of excited about it. She did actually do um, all the research on this, so um, these are some of the worst, except for one that... um, when we uh, were talking about them, uh, even we thought this one wasn't worth bringing up um, because the person that they're, all the people that did this are mentally disturbed or pieces of crap. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that this, one one, was, this one was exceptionally was, piece of crap. Yeah. So we decided not to bring that one up um, just because it involved a, a child and we just didn't want to do that. So, yep. you know, so. Um, yeah, Adele, do you want to get us going on this? Sure. So, first we have Mark Twitchell, and I remember you told me you know, knew about this one. Yes. Um, this says, let's refer to him as the Dexter Killer. Twi- Twitchell was an aspiring filmmaker, um, lured a man into his garage with a fake online dating profile, murdered him, and proceeded to dismember the body. Uh, the tragedy was accompanied... Uh, by a peculiarity of a document that the police found on his laptop. The document eerily describes Twitchell's progression into coming, becoming a serial killer. He coldly describes the detail of his planning, the act of dismembering the body, etc. It's revealed that he was inspired by the character Dexter on the popular TV series of the same name, uh, emulating Dexter's calculating, sociopathic character. This was Twitchell's script for his own short thriller, um, and he cast himself as the killer, a movie that unfortunately uh, he took beyond the screen. Yeah, so um, that just because I know uh, quite a bit about this one, uh, and I actually heard his tapes and stuff like that because I listen to a lot of the true crime podcasts, mm-hmm. um, like Canadian True Crime or Sword and Scale. I think it was Canadian True Crime that I heard this one on. Uh, if you guys want to hear like a, a pretty good podcast that one uh definitely has some good stuff on it but i actually heard his like confession tapes and stuff like that and um yeah he was a bit of a train wreck but uh he attempted to kill someone else before that mm-hmm. and they got away so he, he tried tasering them and and lowering them and the guys ended up calling the cops that's how they found that he wasn't a very smart killer no at he all. wasn't no. No, he was a bit of an idiot. So, and he was on a bunch of message boards about Dexter too. Like it was kind mm-hmm. of a 
weird thing. And um, the show Dexter, actually, um, Michael, Michael, I can't remember his name, the guy that plays Dexter. I, I want to say Michael Hall, but I'm not 100% sure. But he actually put a statement out saying that, you know, basically distancing himself right. from them. You're right. Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. Yeah. He actually distanced himself from that whole situation mm-hmm. and the show. So that was kind of something. There yeah. Was, yeah. It was a little ridiculous. It's super fans. <laughs> yeah. So um, these aren't in particular order or they are in particular order? Uh, I don't think they're in a particular order. So we're just talking. Just talking. Um, do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah, might as well. Uh, Jeremy Steink, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, Steink's crime was carried out with his girlfriend. Um, she was a minor at the time. He was 23 years old. Uh, the girlfriend's parents objected to the relationship, with, which resulted in Steink and his then-girlfriend murdering both her parents and her younger brother. Um, mentioned to... He mentioned to his friends that he was a 300-year-old werewolf who likes the taste of blood. Furthermore, he wore a vial of blood around his neck constantly. Yeah, so he's obviously mentally... He's not there. No, he's not. And his relationship with that girl, she was actually young. She was 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's a problem there. And I don't see any problem with uh, parents objecting to that yeah there's you know? 11 and 11 year difference yeah. well that's not the problem the problem is that she's 12 that's, yeah that's a huge problem um but yeah like so it, it, i don't know like so, sometimes those guys just fall through the cracks and they don't you know like they just don't get noticed right yeah even though they told people that they're a 300 year old werewolf or you yeah know, that's some, not or the wearing a vial of blood around your neck. I think nowadays, if somebody saw that, they might be like, okay, we need to really do something about this guy. Yeah. Because that's not right. Yeah. You know, there's something wrong there. But when was that? Like, did it say the date? Um, um, back when that happened? No, these don't have dates. Oh. Sorry. That's all right. I, I was just kind of curious on how far back this was. If it was like the 80s or 90s. or. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, what do you think about that? Um, I think what kind of happened, because, like, usually 12-year-old girls don't want to date. <laughs> and if they do want to date, they want to date that cute guy in their math class. But I think she watched a movie where there was a werewolf, and she's like, ooh, yeah, him. And then this guy was like, you know, I'm a werewolf. And she was like, heck yeah. So do you think it was, like, Twilight time? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. All right, on to the next uh, guy. Uh, number three is Robert Raymond Cook. Cook is a criminal that is part of uh, that is a big part of Alberta's past. He was the last man to be executed by hanging for his crimes in the province. He shot and bludgeoned his father, stepmother, and five half-siblings in the grease pit of their garage. He was released from jail just a few days prior to the incident, after having been arrested for obtaining goods under false pretense. Uh, he traded his, the family's vehicle for a 59 Impala convertible. 
That seems a little crazy. Yeah. And he was the last one to be executed in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess if you're going to stop somewhere, right? That was a pretty good stop. Can you imagine just taking the vehicle and he's like, you know, I want that one. They're like, yeah, okay, swap. <laughs> yeah. Just trade it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. drive home and you're like, where'd you get this car? Yeah, uh, that's a weird one. I don't could, know. Could you, okay, so like, how would you react if I like took one of the trucks and then came back with a different vehicle? You'd probably be bludgeoned. <laughs> <laughs> it would be you who was doing the bludgeoning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you like came back with like a, you know, Maserati or something. If you were like, hey, uh, I traded your truck for a Lambo, I'd be like, god damn, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with that. That's all right. Yeah. All right, number four, we have Derek Jensen. Uh, Jensen was the, cul- was the culprit in a murder-suicide on a v- Alberta highway. Jensen was the ex-boyfriend of one of the victims, prompting the discovery that the attack was motivated by jealous rage. After making a huge scene a few days prior to the incident upon seeing his ex at a party, he threatened her that night that it wouldn't end well for her. Uh, Later, Jensen spotted his ex and her friends, one other girl and two boys, at a convenience store um, that they had stopped at on a route to the Calgary airport. Uh, He rammed into their car and when they... Yeah, he rammed into their car when they stopped. He got out of his own vehicle, walked up to the stall car... And shot all of them before shooting himself. There was only one survivor. Holy crap. Exes be crazy. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever seen that um, movie? My my ex-girlfriend is a superhero or something? No. Or my ex-superhero girlfriend? Something like that. Um, yeah, and she's like... He breaks up with her and she's like crazy. She like throws sharks into his house and stuff like that. Like it's, <laughs> it's a whole dang shark into his house. It's it's a pretty funny. It's it's funny, but it's scary all at the same time because yeah. you're like, oh man, like you know, if a woman had those powers or a man, you yeah. know, it could be both. You know, if they had powers like that, you could just realize how much of a damn storm you know this world would be yep yeah it'd be way worse than that would be a little scary it'd be way worse than being quarantined in your house for coronavirus agreed you know if people were just throwing sharks at your house (laughs) or if like two of them started dating and they broke up be like a whole war (laughs) just the two of them whole city wars yeah that'd be crazy damn all right, number five, we have Travis Baumgartner. Uh, Baumgartner was a former armored car guard. Um, ironically, hired to keep his colleagues safe, he shot four of his employees, killing three, hoping to rob them of the cash that uh, they were delivering to the Hub Mall at the University of Alberta campus. Um, his social media in- accounts revealed posts indicating that he was planning something heinous. Baumgartner was heavily in debt. Um, and the main motive for his unspeakable crime was financial. Yeah. He was hired to keep these guys safe, and he's like, you know what, I just want your cash. Yeah, he's just being greedy. Yeah, some people, you know, it's robbing, and they don't care about life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been, there's, uh, there's a lot of people out there that just don't, um, 
when, when they get it into their heads that they have to do something like this or that they need it or whatever, mm-hmm. um, people stop looking like people and they just start looking like objects in their way. Yep. You know, and uh, a big, a big, uh, a big component of that um, is like militaries are the same way, you know, like, um, you know, we go overseas to go fight a war or something and those people are an enemy. You don't look at them as a, a person yeah. anymore, right? You look at them as, you know, well, I need, you know, I need to kill this person so I can live, you know, it's that kind of, that kind of greed, that kind of, yeah. you know makes it hard you know like it's um but yeah like when people just do it out of selfish reasons like that you know their their train of thought isn't there they're Mm -hmm. just not thinking yep what do you think about that um i think you're right that when people get it into their heads especially with something financial because um financial things can be very um like stressful because it's part of everything like nothing's free um so i think with something as stressful as that people have a a lower breaking point than yeah. with other, with other things oh for sure yeah between that and like the the whole love aspect mm-hmm. like we were talking about before yeah yeah those two things for sure Sorry, my iPad was dinging. That's okay. Uh, you want to move on to number six? Yeah, well, we probably should, right? It makes it a boring podcast if we just stop and don't say anything. <laughs> All right. So number six is members of the FOB and FK FOB Killers Gang. Um, there is no photo above. You lied to me. Uh, Timothy Chan uh, was the guy's name. Two gangs... Uh, FOB and FK uh, were the two gang names, um, have had a long-standing feud that resulted in 25 deaths, which is a horrifying number. Um, One particularly tragic event was New Year's Day shooting at the Balza restaurant um, that left three people dead, one of whom was an innocent bystander. That sucks. Yeah, gangs are another one of those things. Like, um, I know that... uh some of them, like, some really bad gangs, I, like, I've just seen documentaries, I don't know really about them, mm-hmm. but some of their in- initiations was just to go out and kill someone. Yep. So, just to, you Just know, to get in. Yeah. But, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, they just had to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, so, th- those are special kind of monsters right there. Like, you know, that's, to me, it's, uh, I don't know under the under any like any i think anybody in the right circumstance could kill somebody yep right but to just do it because like because you want to fit in like Mm -hmm. that is a horrible thing like um it's like a lot of these mass shooters and stuff and you know i i don't i don't believe in even talking about like their names and stuff like that Mm -hmm. to me like you know i don't think the news should actually talk about them and stuff like that because it, it just glorifies what they did and you know a lot of it is prejudice and and rage and yep. you know people just don't understand them but you know they yep. instead of looking for help they they turn within and just turn it into hatred so 
I think it's kind of an awful thing. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot about gangs. I don't understand the, the, the want or desire to be in a gang. Um, there's a gang in the, in the town near us, but it's not really a gang. It's probably just a bunch of kids that hang out sometimes and steal from convenience stores. But yeah. Yeah. But that, that kind of, I don't know. There's a difference between people hanging out, but are they actually called a gang? Like, they, they call themselves a gang. Yeah. How many of them are there? Uh, 20, I think, in, that I know of in my school. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually a kid I saw in the town. He was walking around and he had uh, like blue bandanas hanging out from his back pockets. And I was like, if you get caught in the wrong street in like California mm-hmm. with like a blue bandana, mm-hmm. you know, you could get shot. Like, it's hilarious hearing kids at my school being like, yeah, I'm this gang, I'm that gang. Like the, the, the two bigger gangs in California. Oh, really? Yeah. They like, say they are? Yeah, they they say they're part of that. I'm like, no, you're not. And he's like, this guy goes like, you don't know what I've done. I'm like, okay, bud. <laughs> you don't know what I've done. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's pretty well all I know about gangs is yeah. all these all these dudes at my school are like, Yeah, I'm part of this. I'm like, I don't think you are, man. Yeah, I think they cry if they ever met real gang members. Probably. Yeah. Stealing from a convenience store isn't Isn't killing someone. Isn't a gang thing. Yeah. You know, that's just it's being a, a thief. <laughs> it's a selfish teenager thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next we got John Edder Clark, uh, once a provincial politician, a teacher, and a farmer. Clark did not appear to be the type of person whose life would lead to the events of his unspeakable crimes. Uh, He was hospitalized for a month um, and a half after suffering a nervous breakdown. He suffered another one shortly before his crime. Clark shot his wife, four children, hired farmhand, and a visitor. His body was soon found nearby with a fatal self-inflicted bullet wound to his own head. Wow. It doesn't explain why he did it? It just says a nervous breakdown. He was hospitalized for one and then was sent home and then had another one and went off the rails. So he probably had a mental break. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what causes stuff like that. Stress? could be yeah it could be anything right a lot of it like is uh is stress or on like or it's just um people you know have that genetic there's something there Mm -hmm. you know it's it could be schizophrenia it could be all kinds of things right but once you can um once you start justifying bad things in your own head you know or yeah, like I've I've heard true crime stories where people have thought that there was really demons inside their family and they had to kill them yep. and stuff like that. And it's like holy crap! Like, but that's a, a form of schizophrenia. It's a it's mental disease, right? Mm-hmm. To sit there, like I I know you were like how how can people do it? But the mind is so fragile, you yep. know. Like you, you can break. It's it's not a hard thing. Like I um there was a guy that I went to high school with and um after high school he did he was doing really well he had a good job good money and then 
he just started losing it and no one even really knew why like no one knew what happened and all of a sudden he was living in his truck Mm -hmm. and yeah he wasn't all there like he just wasn't Mm. anymore and you know it's uh, i i don't know exactly why you know i never really found out but yeah it was kind of crazy yeah i've got i've got a couple of friends who are medicated um for various things like bipolar disorder and um psychosis and like you'd never know just looking at them yeah that's the problem with psychotics yeah is that you never know just looking at them like look at ted bundy it's not like he was walking around going hey you know (laughs) this is what i do (laughs) this is what i do what do you do for a living my resume of bad shit is on my back that i have it written out yeah i got a t-shirt made yeah no it doesn't happen no no i think that's what's the most scary about real monsters are are people Mm -hmm. you know and you'd never know it if you just walk by one you know yep uh quick fun fact most serial killers are born in november really yeah that's a real thing yeah I read about it, like I read it somewhere, I was like, that can't be true, and most of the ones I've heard of are, have, are born in November. Huh. Well, there we go. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so next we have James Roscoe, and uh, RCMP officers arrived at Roscoe's residence to lend their hand um, to, the, to bail lifts uh, that were trying to repossess a truck. Um, which Roscoe then used to flee the scene. While on his property, they came across a st- several stolen vehicle parts and a marijuana grow up. Uh, Roscoe hitched a ride uh, back to his property and hid inside a shed waiting for RCMP officers. Four officers were ambushed and shot dead by Roscoe, uh, who then emerged from a shed from the shed and opened fire um, on the member of the auto theft team who managed to wound Roscoe during the altercation. Roscoe then turned the gun on himself and ended his own life. That's crazy. He just... So he stole this vehicle, and he stole a bunch of vehicle (coughs) parts, and then he just really didn't want to go to jail for it. It probably wasn't uh, vehicle parts. It probably was actual vehicles, and he he stripped down them to parts. Okay. That's probably what happened. Yeah, but he shot four cops and killed them before... Four officers were ambushed and shot dead. That's crazy. And then he got shot and wounded, and then he ended his own life. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's... Being a cop, man, cannot be an easy job. Like, I know that for the most part, you know, they... You know, they'll drive around, they'll give tickets, you know, and they'll see some... You know, some they see some of the worst stuff that, um, you know, humans have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, like spousal abuse or child abuse or stuff like that, right? But they're always hated, and they're never wanted until they until they're needed, right? So it's it's a thankless, kind of shitty job, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, to be a cop, because you're out there trying to do good, but everybody hates you yeah. until they need you. 
you know, and then after they don't need you, they hate you again. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think it's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, we got two more. Uh, the next one is Brian Molly. Molly was a financial advisor who murdered his client after losing all the money she had given him to invest. I knew this one, too. Uh, this was the money she had been awarded from a car crash that left her paralyzed. Molly mailed a gift bag to his clients, or client that contained a bomb, which exploded as soon as it was opened by the victim. That's insane. That was out in Red Deer. Seriously? Yep. Yep. Out in Red Deer. It was, uh... Yeah, so this poor lady gets in a car accident, and this financial advisor was like, I can help you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he he took her money to pay other people because he wasn't very good at his job. And, uh, yeah, he ended up mailing a bomb to, uh, to kill her, which was kind of crazy. That's insane. Yeah. That it, poor lady. Right? Yeah, she already went through hell, you know? Yeah. She, she wanted her money back, and the, the guy kept saying you know just giving excuses and this and that and finally he was like okay i'll give your money back and um yeah all of a sudden boom that's crazy yeah pretty crazy all right so you recall that we had the the last man hanged in alberta yes this is the first man hanged in alberta oh okay This is an incident that took place a very long time ago. Swift Runner was the first man to be hanged for his crimes in the province. Once a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police, uh, Swift Runner was sent back to his tribe after portraying unacceptable behavior under the influence of whiskey, which was smuggled under the guise of medicine at the time. Um, Once in his tribe, his triads triads, uh, continued causing so many problems that he was soon banished. Uh, Swift Runner went to, the, went to the police and claimed his wife had committed suicide and the rest of his family had starved to death, but the cops were suspicious. After, um, as he himself looked far from un- underfed, um, upon further investigation, the police found human bones and skulls. The bones dried clean of its marrow. He had killed and eaten his family, Although one of one of the six of his children had previously previously died of starvation, Swift Runner is a popular case of someone who suffered from Wendigo psychosis. We talked about this one. We did before. It was out in Edmonton, remember? Yeah, the yeah. the the man in the sto- snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, that was him. So he's yeah he's still a monster. <laughs> we did talk about that. That's kind of crazy. Was it the same guy? It sounds like it. So. Well, Wendigo psychosis is a um, it's a form of psychosis where people think they're possessed. Yeah. So like it happens more than. I think this is a different guy. Do you? I think so. I don't know. Now we'll have to check back on it Hold and on. see. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. So, um, the here's the bright news about the situations. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. The bright news is is that those people are such a small part of the world, and um, you know, for the most part, uh, people around us are good. You know, they do good in the communities. They do good for other people. They try not to be, you know bags of crap so um yeah there's uh 
like everything that's going on now uh, with the coronavirus. You know, there's small businesses that are trying to help out uh, as best that they can. You know, there's a there's people out there willing to deliver groceries to you know elderly so they don't get sick and stuff like that. And so, you know, even though we are talking about the darkest stuff, there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's tons of good stuff in this in this province. And um, I, I I have seen uh, how good Alberta can really be, like when it comes to people and their communities and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when the floods happened yep. and everybody came out to High River to help, you know, everyone in High River. Like, you know, it was, they weren't even, like, they were turning people away. That's how many people came to volunteer and help, yep. which is crazy, you know, and people did it. And they smiled and they helped, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, we were talking about the bad people, but there's so many better people out here. So it's a good, it's a, um, it's a good province. I've, I'm, I'm glad that we moved out here, um, you know, to have, you guys have a better life out here, you know, and I, like I said, I know we talked about the bad people, but. I just mm-hmm. want to focus on doing a saying a positive thing at the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. So also, it, you were right. It was the same guy. It was the same guy. Yeah, I See, was thinking I about was. a different guy. Yeah, I knew it was. But, yeah. See, it's there's so less bad people that we actually talked about the same person twice. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So that's not too bad. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was, uh, yeah, it was a little different. But uh, I tried to tried to point out the the positives and and you know the police that worked hard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I think as as much as um, there is bad people, I think our fascination with it just shows that it almost doesn't seem real. Yeah. Because there's so little of it prevalent in today's society. Yeah. Like in we any, see, really. Yeah, we see like that kind of stuff in movies. Like, yeah, our fascination comes with it, or comes from us thinking of it as fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, hope you guys enjoyed this one, and uh, stay tuned for Wednesday when we start talking gibberish because we've been quarantined for so long. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Bye.